Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. your finger just like so move it around and off we go to the cbb's go home podcast hello and welcome i am cammy and joining me as always is the grander tumble to my fisherman tumble it's james yes uh, just like grander tumble i'm uh, under threat of being locked down <laughs> grander tumble probably is recommend, severely recommended he has no contact with the outside world Yes, there he's on a he's on a, a list. Some say registered. Not 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 for pandemic reasons. There are there are very good reasons why he should be locked up, as we'll come to uh, later on. Mm. Um, I thought probably what we should do is read out a disclaimer for this week, given circumstances. Yes. Um, and also given the fact that we've we've worked out that we think we are now a BBC in joke, given the location of many of our listeners. Yeah, and they're going to have a lot of time on their hands. Yeah, it's either it's either we're either a BBC in joke or a lot of BBC lawyers are listening to us, <laughs> Build, building a case. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think the whole point of the podcast is to create a safe space for parents to uh, explore some of their darker thoughts about CBBS, and given we're all going to be on lockdown. And the thoughts only get darker. Exactly. So this is this is what it is. We we've we, I don't we don't mean any malice towards anyone that makes the programs. We are thankful for what they produce, apart from the makers of Bing who can fuck off. Mm. But generally, you all do a stand up job. Thank you very much. Bush, we are now going to rip it apart and subject it to some dark analysis it neither deserves or asks for. Yeah, I mean, can I just add the makers of Topsy and Tim to that list? We can, and probably Mister Tumble as well. Oh, well, it's heart hmm. in the right place. Is it? Is it though? <laughs> let's let's find out. Shall we? <laughs> um, should we start with a, a CBB's pitch? We can do. Yes. So this um, is where we ask for. We haven't had any from any of the public because I, I forgot to ask for it because I've been too busy with other stuff. Um, but we we always try a pitch for a new CBB's program. Um, I've gone with this week, Pamdemic, who Ooh. is a. Who's a, who's a, it's an educational show hosted by the character Pam Demick, uh, and yes. every week she goes uh, back and looks at history um, and it talks to kids about when there was some sort of disease or worldwide event that decimated the worldwide population. Mm. Double bubble with the Spanish flu, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Double bubble with the Spanish flu, World War One, World War Two, AIDS, yeah. virus, Ebola, the plague. Mm. She can cover it all. Living the dream. I was trying to think of some sort of sidekick she would have pestilence, but I couldn't quite get a get a decent enough pun off it. Pestilence? Pestilence, like, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So I think oh, I think that's it. It's a go it's a runner. It, it it is a runner. I mean you BBC uh big wigs who are listening. Or even medium sized wigs. Um, yeah, get in get in touch. Yes. I can do sketches. <laughs> showing my etchings of pandemic. Um, yeah. what, what's yours for this week? Well, mine has great money-making crossover potential, which is what, what the BBC needs right now. And you know those um, kind of series of little magazines you get where you would like build something over a number of weeks. 
Oh yeah, a fun fact. When I worked in WH Smith, I was I, I was let into an insider secret. Now, oh, I didn't yes. work in the big office. I worked in a WH Smith behind the desk, but yeah. um, they never ever finished any of those magazine runs. Really? Yeah, yeah. So people would buy the first one. Everyone uh-huh. bought the first one because you got something exciting with it. And, and it was then, always cheaper. Yeah, and then some mm. hardy souls would come in, they'd order it and say, we want to order it every week, and you fill in the little book, and it would be left for them in a filing cabinet in the corner of WH Smith in Berwick where they would go and collect it. Mm. Normally towards about three quarters or halfway through the run, it would just stop turning up and you'd get really irate customers and you'd have to ring up and they'd be like, oh, no, we don't do that anymore. So they, they would be left with like a half-finished battleship. Yeah, yes, half a dinosaur. Yeah. Yeah, that is depressing. Well, this, this for for reasons which will become clear, I think may actually uh, go through the conclusion. So, this would be a cartoon which would also be backed up by the accompanying magazine, and it's called the Ventilator Gang. <laughs> so basically, week by week, you would build uh, a ventilator, right? Um, I like for the, the national good. I like the sense of peril as well that it would be be, be there. That, that that should you, if you got the, you know, if, if you got ill sort of halfway through the run and you can't go out yeah. the the shops to collect it, yeah, then you're screwed. But then you get your event later, later completed and, yeah, happy days. Good news for Granny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, just like a bunch of kids, you know. Showing you around the ventilator factory, you know, demonstrating somebody slowly dying, that kind of thing. Yeah, is it? Uh, so the kids aren't the characters aren't part of the ventilator. It's not like characters that make up part of the ventilator, and you get a different character each week to screw in. So you've got like a little two googly eyes on the thing that goes up and down when people. Oh, breathe. possibly. I mean that 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 would be rather much rather like um, you know the uh, Dinobots, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah they where they combine. Kind of yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the characters in tribute to the Dinobots can, of course, be called Slag. <laughs> He's my favorite of the favorite one of the Dinobots. <laughs> I had a sense of fun to have goggly eyes on a ventilator. Add goggly eyes to <laughs> anything, and you make it like ten times better. Well, that's why they didn't uh, put them on all all of those um, pictures of the coronavirus, didn't they? Because mm. people wouldn't be afraid of them. With well, no, exactly. Eyes. Nobody's going to take that seriously with with some goggly eyes on it. Yeah, absolutely, and that—that's why, um, that's why that haunted muck became prime minister. It was the googly eyes. <laughs> Fun fact that 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 he doesn't actually have eyes; he just has googly, googly eyes that are stuck on with a stick every morning. Different he's, pair. Just, he's just pure googly. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's off CBB's pitch. We'll have some more in the next episode. Um, we've we've got this week. We finally bitten the bullish, and we're um. We're going to look at something special, not mm. something special and something special, but the program something special. Uh, specifically, Mister Tumble, and and I hadn't quite realised how much of a well, you got not guilty pleasure. What you what what like how much of a a big thing, Mister um, Tumble was with with the mums on Mumsnet. Really? Yeah. Um, oh. There are oh, no. threads dedicated to people who have a crush on on Justin Fletcher, Fletcher slash Mister Mister Tumble. I feel I know there's someone for everyone, but like, oh, yeah. I mean that that's oh, it's it's like being attracted to kind of um, like dripping, dripping in a wig. I know it's not like there's um. I think we said this last. I think it might be the same thread we had when we did Justin's house because somebody said on the same in Mum's net thread said he'll gurn all the way through sex and then sing the goodbye song when he leaves. I think we did cover that in the uh, Justin's house episode. Time to oh. goodbye, goodbye. It's time to run. Goodbye, <laughs> goodbye. I hope you had good fun. We you should all end you. sex that way. The thing is that good, good, goodbye, goodbye. It's time to run. Reminds me, just puts me instantly in uh, mind of the story of uh, Ali McCoist shinning down uh, Patrick Dempsey's <laughs> drainpipe. <laughs> yes, was well, that to run away from Jim Kerr? Uh, yeah, I think the tabloid press were there as well. I'm gonna let's just say, yeah, I presume so. Yeah, yeah. you'll um, not be live and kicking by the time I forget all of you. <laughs> <Ali McCoist. laughs> 
Um, yeah, there's there's various. Um, yeah, I I think that would be a, an apt song for him to sing. That I, I don't know. That'd be the the worst kind of cuckolding, wouldn't be if you pitched up at home and Mister Tumble was there. Oh yeah, I mean, I I think I don't know if it'd be worse if it was Mister Tumble or Justin. I know because. No, which is worse? There's a crazy. Which is which would be worse to find your partner cheating on you with, Justin or Mister Tumble? There's probably there's there's probably in some kind of uh, dark corner of the internet some kind of uh, threesome fan fiction around. I've both. got Mister Tumble fan fiction for later. Is, I, is there is Mister There's Mister Tumble fan fiction. Tumble and Justin. Uh, I don't. I didn't find that. I didn't. I, to be honest, I found something, and it was it was acceptable enough to read on a <laughs> podcast. Some of the other things were not, but this one was mildly acceptable enough to read. But um, the fact that there was some written very earnestly was worrying in itself. Yeah, I'm plainly nauseous already. Yeah, I think. Um, uh, the mum's net descent seems to be wouldn't be wouldn't he be the most amazing dad? That's the reason why they they all they all like Mister Tumble. I think Mister Tumble slash Justin almost certainly has a very very short temper. Yes, I think he's abusing verbally abusing runners quite regularly. Like there's that story about. Um, Greg Wallace, isn't there, about how he, him and, uh, what's his face, John. John, John I want to John, say Trudeau, but that's the uh, no. Canadian Prime Minister, isn't it? John Tarrod? Tarrod. Anyway, uh, how they kind of speak in a kind of childlike voice, demand, and they demand like a spark, and it means like a sparkling you... water with a slice of lime and no more than three ice cubes or... Spawawawa or something like that they call it. Yeah, yeah. so there's a pop bitch story. Yeah, so I think that's Justin. You know, he wants um, you know, a motorcycle helmet filled with. Uh, well, I think it's the boots. yeah. I mean, I think we've we've talked about this before. I don't know what he has over executives at the BBC. It was um, mm. long time listener um, Thomas, who's who conducts one of the bands that I play in. Um, said that he, he he turned on Gigglebiz for the first time and messaged us to say, I hope someone's questioning Justin's mental health, I fear for, for his well-being. I think it's more just he's at the point now where he can walk into any BBC office and say, I want to make this. It's a full Pete Waterman on Little Britain thing, isn't it? I want to write the theme tune, sing the theme tune. Hmm. Maybe he's just like, you know, maybe Mumsnet isn't wrong, and actually, he's just maybe you know, like spectacularly well hung. You know, <laughs> very generous lover. That's how he's. That's how that's. We've ended up with giggle quiz because just Justin Fletcher is a very a spectacular caring lover. No, I don't think caring lover. I think he's maybe like King Dong. You know, <laughs> he does. As we'll come on to his dress sense later, he does wear very baggy trousers. Yeah. So so perhaps you know he's um. <laughs> he's he's just he's signing signing that all the way in, you know. I did mean to say the disclaimer at the start of the podcast that if anyone's like frantically searching the internet to try and find uh, ways of entertaining the kids during the lockdown, we're, we're not ish just because we've got CBBS in the title, and I hope they've realised that by this point and haven't just left a child alone in the room with this podcast running. Yeah, I mean. To be frank, fuck your kids. <laughs> yeah, if you listen to this, kids, go and tell your mum and dad now. You know what your you know what your mum does in her spare time. You wouldn't believe it. Yeah, posts on mum's net about how she fancied Mister Tumble. You know that special draw you're not allowed to that allowed in that mummy's got. <laughs> go and have a look. <laughs> um, I blew my kids' mind the other day by saying that Mister Tumble or Justin does the voices of Sean the Sheep. Does he? He's Sean and Sean the Sheep. He does the bars. Just the other people need work, Justin. Yeah, it's not all about you. Apparently, he did the bars in because Sean the Sheep was originally in a close shave. Yes. And he was a struggling student. He did the bars for Sean the Sheep during that as a student. He got his big break being a sheep. He did. It's, it's like it's just a sliding doors moment, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so we've looked at an episode for this, although all yes. episodes are essentially the same and we've got, we probably need to unpick the Tumble household uh, at some point and I think we'll do that about halfway through, I think. 
yes. looking at the episode. Um, so we've chosen the one with seven stories in Newcastle, yes. mm-hmm. in Usburn, uh, yes. because um, that's where me and you used to drink quite a lot. Yes, but you probably I mean, still do now and again, I, I guess. Uh, I, I do when I get the, uh, the opportunity, and I, I have taken... Uh, uh, my daughter two seven stories to uh generally run about and, and clart on but um yes that we have picked this episode because it's not that far from my house <laughs> and also i like the fact that I, I remember when i was watching it uh today when i was writing my notes that of course um that part of Usburn was in the opening credits for uh whatever happened to likely lads was it really? Yeah, the end. The end bit. You see the the right in front of it's film the film from right in front of where Seven Stories is now. So you've got the chimney and the bridges. Oh. It's one of the last shots. Oh, I'm going to have to go back and investigate that. There you go. Um, so it opens as it always does with the little thing at the start where I take your finger just like so, move it around, and off we go. Yes, blink three times and off. Blink we go. three times. Yeah. Which sounds like something you would say in a mirror and then a clown would appear behind you. Well, in this case, it does. <laughs> um, so Mr. Tumble's having a tea party. Yes. And what I don't get is, are we supposed to believe that the child narrator is somewhere in the, is in the building with him but off camera? Mm. Or is it kind of like a Big Brother Truman Show kind of thing in there? in a studio somewhere speaking to him. Can I just introduce my my central Justin thesis at this point? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the different iterations of Justin, and in particular the child's voice, are all in his mind. Oh, that's interesting. So that when the child is telling him to do things, that he will eventually blame the child for the crimes he's committed. What was that film with Ray Liotta? It was Ray Liotta and was John Cusack in it as well, where I'm sorry if anyone's not seen this yet and now I'm gonna spoil the twist, but it was kinda of, it was set in a motel and there was loads of characters ended up in this motel and it was kind of like a it was a bit of a thriller kind of thing and there's all these characters who've got different stories, they've all ended up in a motel on a stormy night. And then about halfway through the movie it turns out that all the characters are in the mind of a mental patient. Oh, and right. they start getting murdered one by one, and it's actually psychologists working through which ones are going I'm, to be. I've not seen that. But, uh... Yeah, it, I mean, spoiler: it turns out it's the, like at the very end, you think everyone's dead, apart from the good character, and then the child turns up, murders the good character, and then the mental patient murders everybody around him. Oh. So, like, Fight Club, only more so. Yeah, I mean, so essentially in this, the, your theory then, the, the child that's talking to Mr. Tumble, who is then, presumably, Mr. Tumble's then talking to Justin? Like in a kind of Russian doll situation, you've got the child is in Mr. Tumble's yeah. head, and then Mr. Tumble is in Justin's head. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, yeah, mental illness inception. Yeah. And um, we'll get on, I'm going to, I'm going to, I watched the tale of Mr. Tumble in preparation for this, which is his origin story. Does does he kill in that? It, no, but it, there, there are some very dark moments in it. Oh, I look forward to this. Yeah, we'll we'll get there when we get to half, the halfway through when we cut back to Mr. Tumble. So we, the kid's either in his head or it's. I mean, yeah, I think you're right. That's the only explanation that the child's in his head and Mr. Tumble's in Justin's head. Yeah. And he yeah. sends the spotty bag off by by inverted commas magic. Yes, um, back back to the surface to uh, commit crimes. I mean, thing. before before we even get to that, uh, I do want to kind of point out that the early kind of title sequence in all this, where we have Justin in different places, I do need to draw attention to the bit of the title sequence where he's on a beach for right. reasons that are unclear. <laughs> What do you mean for reasons that are unclear? Well, he's just walking along on a beach when he's singing, you know, hello, hello, how are you, etc. There's a bit where he's on a beach. He just looks like a creepy pervert. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> That's He does. I don't think the beach specifically is the thing that makes him look like a creepy pervert. Well, no, no. I mean, are, you saying that, are you saying that if you place Justin in different scenarios, you, that he would he would appear differently? 
I think if you place it near people, I'm concerned. <laughs> um, every episode, he sends off the spotty bag to Justin yeah. and his friends. Um, and again, disclaimer: I, you know, it. Before anyone gets upset, it's wonderful the stuff that Justin does with Macaton and all of that. But that's not the purpose of this podcast. We're here because no. we know we've we've had to put up with this crap long enough. Um, mm. He, Mister Tumble, then, and this falls into your, I suppose, mental health narrative. Mister Tumble forces Justin and his friends to go and find stuff. Yes, like he's got some. They're under some sort of threat of some sort of un, unspoken penalty. Like find these three things on the tumble tap, or you'll never see your parents again. I suspect the reality of it is, um, here's my bag. Can you bring it back with cans in? Yeah, that would be that. Yeah, he never asked them to find cans, unless it's like the the like the Viz character eight ace, where yes. he gives him one pound forty eight every week, and every week <laughs> he comes back with a chair, a book, and something else, and he's like, "What? Well, well, where's my where's my cans?" Like a reverse eight ace. Yeah, it's it's a perfect kind of cover, isn't it? Because you know you're um you're helping out children in a less fortunate uh, position, but you are ultimately hammered the entire time. Yeah. Well, he's going to have runners around. That's what the runners are there for. They look after the kids. Yeah. And give Justin mints. <laughs> Was that mints with a T or mints with a C? <laughs> with a T. Oh, okay. You can't disguise that. I don't know. Can you disguise the, the stench of alcohol with with beef mints? <laughs> you can well, try. Listen, everyone. You you may all be properly on lockdown by the time this happens, but that's certainly something to do while you're working from home. <laughs> you can't smell alcohol down Skype. <laughs> you can't smell alcohol down Skype, but maybe um, you know, take your finger, drink four cans. And off you go. Think three times, <laughs> eat some mince, see if you get away with it. <laughs> um, we we should take... So, so it cuts to Justin's seven stories. The, the one thing that's always bothered me about Justin for a long time is, is Justin's dress sense. Yeah. He looks to me like... I, there's two things he looks like. He either looks like... Do you remember Tony Hawk Skater on the PS2 where you could make yes. your body look like anything you wanted to be and dress in the most ridiculous mm-hmm. clothes? That that's yeah. looks like the kind of shape I would make my skater for a laugh when I was drunk with my friends yeah. at university. The other thing is he looks like your dad who's had who's divorced your mum and his new girlfriend's taken him down Georgia Asda to dress him dress him up in something stylish and modern. But he, he hasn't just... She, she can't pull it off. Yeah, because I mean, the, the raw materials is that ultimately does still look rather like kind of, you know, um, like reanimated tripe. Yes, or uh, a, a kind of an accountant who's gone on a stag do and has tried to dress up yeah. more like trendy. Yeah, or maybe perhaps like um, partially melted marshmallow over a barbecue. <laughs> He's definitely, I mean, he's definitely, I think that I've seen him recently on telly and he's got a full Ooh. head of hair and there's a lot of sculpting going on. Donald Trump oh, style really? sculpting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got long hair at this point in it and it's, it's all, there's a lot of sort of drawn across hair and things. He's had plugs. Do you think? No, oh, I. Because I think he would, because. If he went like severely, but you know, if he had like you know the the kind of bald man's mullet, then yeah. he would look more creepy. If he went totally bald, then I mean that's that's absolutely horrifying. He'd be verging on kind of sloth from the Goonies, wouldn't he? Yeah, he's just got so, he's got very very little features to his face at all. Yeah, I'd like to see him um, like completely lose the plot and really slim down. <laughs> Yeah, slim down, shave his head, find find God. Like like Alad Alad Jones. Well, is that is is Alad Jones still cancelled? I don't, oh, was he cancelled? Uh, was he? Oh yeah, Alad Jones was cancelled for some reason. Um, what did Alad Jones do? I can't remember. I have a 
did he stick little Allard somewhere he shouldn't have done? I can't remember. <laughs> or did, was he? Was he? Uh, I'm just gonna start list, listing things which are. Um, did, I think so long as you say didn't he at the start of any allegation you make, then it can't be. Uh, we can't be done for that. No, I'll, I'll read you out, uh, no lesser source than Wikipedia. In November 2017, Jones was being investigated by BBC following allegations of inappropriate behaviour. In the interim, he'd agreed to withdraw from programmes. He should have withdrawn. Oh, he should have withdrawn altogether. Indeed, it was subsequently confirmed that the BBC had lifted the suspension and he would resume uh, presenting programmes. They, they, they just what they wander around. Um, well, they kind of like look for a book and they find Simon Bartram's book. Yes, they Man find on the Moon. Now, when I picked this episode, I didn't realise that um, they would pick out a book uh, I not only own, but know the author, <laughs> um, which was faintly surreal. So but upon watching this, uh, I was like, oh, it's Simon's book. I've not, I've not seen Simon for a bit, actually. So I was completely uh, lost in those terms. But can I... Um, I'm not in the pay of... Um, a big Bartram, but can you? Uh, I would hardly recommend all of his works. There you go. So Simon Bartram, or illustrator, Bart- child author, Illustri- illustrator, child author, massive Sunderland fan, um, all round good guy. Uh, uh, yeah. So you should, should buy his books. Buy his books, and he's in no way feel that he's tarnished by being associated with Mister Tumble. I need to. I need to find out whether he's away. Actually, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Um, Who knows? The um, they they then go to the, the. The funny thing is, then they go to. Um, they don't really read that book. They find that book, but they never like address it. It's featured very mm. prominently, but then they just go and look at some books, and then what becomes very clear is they don't have the rights to read or say anything about any of these books in any way. Because they go to the tiger who came to tea, and I mean, having a Makaton sign language for for tiger seems entirely pointless. Because I'm not sure how often that becomes an issue. A tiger becomes an issue in the UK that you would need to sign it that specifically. No, well, well you can see yeah. like somewhere like India where you know, it's like ah tiger, like sign tiger, you know. Ah, I'd run away. Yeah. Yeah, it it seems mainly that they turn up at seven stories and they've gone. What would be an interesting feature? Oh, it's, that's it. It's just a big tiger. Yeah. It was either that or uh, go for a pint around the corner. Yeah, at any of the fine any of the fine bars down there. They, but that's yeah. it. They, they obviously don't have the rights to the tiger who came to tea though, because they kind of start to talk about it, but then don't and never reaches any kind of satisfactory conclusion about that book, other than to say, "Here's a tiger." Okay, he's going to read a bit of it. No, no, no. Well, this is the important bit about this episode: is that, that they neither read any of uh, the Tiger the Kindredy or any of uh, Bob uh, the Man on the Moon, because Justin, who uh, you know always be closing, reads a book about himself. Yes, we'll come to that in a moment. The self-published arsehole that it is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what happens though is we cut to Mr. Tumble because we always check in on Mr. Tumble halfway through an episode. Yeah, because Justin can't hold it together for long enough to no, know. No, exactly. It. And that's what the kids want. I mean, the, the kids don't really, no, nobody gives a shit about Justin. No. My kids, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know if yours is old enough, but my kids worked on very, worked out very early on that Justin was Mr. Tumble. And only thing she's realised, she's far more keen on Mr. Tumble than on Justin, though. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, they're still like that, but they just when when we watched Justin's house when they were younger, they go, "That's oh, Mister Tumble." So, yeah. yeah, she's not quite got the vocabulary to express that just yet, uh, but I would have. It can't can't take much. No, I mean, I, I watched a clip of him on this morning just to see if it was if he said anything interesting. He didn't. He never does in interviews. The best interview, if anyone can find it, the one of him and Miriam Margulies on the one show is is an utter classic because she spends yes. the entire time insulting him to his face. Um, mm. But yeah, no, he didn't say anything of interest other than, "Oh, it's so funny when kids don't realise I'm actually Mister Tumble." It's like, nah, that's a lie. I think every no. chi- every child knows they're just humouring you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Yeah. How much do you think Justin's worth? I can Google that. How much is uh, that? was one of the things that came up. Um, how much is there is, a BuzzFeed, BuzzFeed article? How much? Well, it's one of these things um, that websites do where um, how much is Justin Bieber worth? How much is Justin Timberlake worth? How much is Justin Bieber worth 2020? How much is Justin Anderson worth? How much is Justin Fletcher worth in pounds? Is one of the ones. How much? Uh, CelebrityNetworth.com. Yes. Says Justin Fletcher has a net worth of $1.5 million, which seems disappointing and unlikely. I don't believe that. I think it's probably more. Although the pound and the dollar, I mean, if this is current from now, given, <laughs> yes. given, <laughs> given pound a dollar. Um, pretty good going. There's a separate question that says, "How much is Mr. Tumbleworth? Is Mr. Tumbleworth more than Justin Fletcher?" Um, Maybe it's like the character Lorraine Kelly for tax reasons. <laughs> he's Mr. Tumble. Mm. Um, no, there's no. Um, 1.5 million is celebrity net worth. Alphalife.me says this is net worth for, for 2020. It says that he's forty-seven, a Gemini, born in Reading. Ooh. Born in Reading, which seems very on brand. Yes, he is very. He is very Reading. Um, let's have a look. Oh, estimated net worth: one point five million, up from one million in twenty seventeen. It's good going. Said with an estimated twenty seventeen eighteen earnings salary and income of three hundred thousand dollars. Weird that he negotiated his contract in dollars. I know it is very weird. Um, to be fair, this this website also has links to uh, Leeds Millionaire reveals how to get rich with Bitcoin. This video will be banned. Watch now. Leeds granny <coughs> stuns doctors by removing her. Then it doesn't tell me what. And Millionaire reveals his eighty eight thousand nine hundred sixty pound Bitcoin stunning secret. Justin strikes me as a Bitcoin kind of guy. Yeah. He probably would try and sell you some. Um, so, Mister Tumble. So he lives. He lives in terrace cottages, presumably on Lord Tumble's estate, right? Mm. The I mean, the workers' cottages. The tale of Mister Tumble goes thusly, and this and this it throws up more questions than it does answers. So, mm. the tale of Mister Tumble was, was was done in I think twenty sixteen uh, as one of these CBBS one off productions in Manchester Opera House or something. Yeah, Grandad Tumble is there, sat on stage telling his life. Grandad Tumble alleged claims to have been a professional rugby player. <laughs> However, there are two problems with that. One is he's holding a, a modern rugby union ball. They didn't even bother mm. to go and try and find an oldie worldy one because it's got gills yeah, written yeah. on the side of it. Do you know what I mean? Also, it's a rugby union ball. So either Mister Tumble is set in the future, way in the future, because professionalism didn't come to the rugby to didn't come to rugby to the mid nineties, and he's carrying a union ball, not a league ball. So he can't have been a professional league player, or he mm. was, a, or he was a, or he was a, a rugby union scab. 
and he was getting paid in. He was get like you know the the club were employing him. Yes. By other means, like oh you 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 work behind the bar, lad, but you were paying you twenty grand a year to work behind the bar, and you don't actually actually do any bar work. Just turn up to training on time. I think that would be entirely on brand. Uh, also, maybe maybe the ball just belongs to a chap we knew called Gilbert. But possibly that's entirely yeah. yeah. Um, he then becomes a racing car driver inexplicably. Doesn't say what kind of cars. But then, and this is the keeper, he becomes a pop star with the hit song Honk, Honk, Honk. The untitled Gooski. Yeah, and it's whilst uh, travelling around uh, the country singing the song Honk, Honk, Honk that he finds a, an abandoned baby in the <laughs> snow. Oh, God. It gets worse. It's a bit like the penguin in Batman Returns. Yeah. <laughs> Someone looked at Mr. <laughs> they'd birthed Mr. Tumble. And said, ah, it's in his child with the red nose and spots. I'm going to abandon him in the snow. I would suggest, again, kind of lockdown tips for everybody is if ever you feel like you're losing the plot, it is very satisfying to spend just five minutes pretending you are the penguin from Batman. Right? <laughs> 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 well, that's, that's, that's Batman. You're thinking of Burgess Meredith from Batman, the original Batman series. No, but the... Danny DeVito the, one. Danny DeVito one still has an element of wah, 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 wah. yeah you know yeah, I think you're right yeah <laughs> yeah uh, the thing is the, this... let, let me make it clear sorry that we're not losing the plot no no this is, we're, we're we're like my kids have just left school today so I've not like I'm not even I can't even blame cabin fever on this um not not there's then a big question now because Mr Grandad tumble on finding the baby realizes that the baby is a tumble, <laughs> right? And says, "It's a, it's a, it's a euphemism." <laughs> he says, "A tumble never leaves another tumble behind." So either <laughs> the tumbles are—it's a family name, and he somehow recognised the family trait in in the baby because it's got a red nose and spotty cheeks, or more worryingly and perhaps more persuasively, tumbles are a subspecies of human. <laughs> It's like you're a tumble. It's like the it's like sort of like the X Men except shit. It's like a regression. What be a regression? It's a regression of the human species. It does sound like a, a kind of childlike insult that, like, uh, uh, like, like uh, in Blue Peter, where they, everyone started calling everyone a joy. Like, oh, you're a right tumble. <laughs> you're a right tumble. You are. Uh, there's an anguished primary school head teacher has to kind of tell off his tell off the kids about how they're no longer to use the word tumble. <laughs> it then gets darker, right? Because <laughs> darker than you're a right tumble. Yep. Okay. Because Grandad Tumble, yes, gives up his life of music to oh. take the baby back to live with him in his shed. And then we cut forward 10 years. <laughs> right? And what Grandad Tumble emerges from the shed with a, a child playing Mr. Tumble and says, and I've written down word for word, this is what he says. Come on, the boy. We can't stay in the shed all of our lives. Although that would that is a nice thought. With social services not involved in No, this is, he's gone full fritzel at this point. Yeah. So he, this poor tumble being exploited. He's never spoken for ten years as well. That's a key part of the plot. Hasn't spoken for ten years. Comes out after ten years and then starts singing the hello song. That's his first words. <sighs> deeply, deeply traumatized by that thought. I know. Um, then he, Grandad Tumble says, well, come on, we'll go and try and sing my song again. And everyone says, oh, that song was popular 10 years ago. We're not interested anymore. So he kind of semi-abandons him at a theatre school where Mr. the child Tumble is then set to work in, a lawn, in the laundry. I know, it's weird. when I'm talking about this, I'm, I thought I was having yeah. a mad fever dream watching, but he's then put to work in the laundry rather than actually allowed to do any theatre classes. Yeah. Because he's a tumble. Because he's a tumble, right tumble. And then somehow ends up doing hard labour in uh, the basement uh, after messing up an opera. Falls in love with the headmistress's daughter, Tootsie, but that's unrequited. But then it all turns out, finding the eggs he learns he can do magic. 
with his Does special magic deduce? finger, and he gets a spotted bag. <laughs> Him and Tootsie work out he can do magic with his magic finger. I think that's off stage. That part that of the is, I can only imagine it's uh, glowing in the manner of E.T. Yeah, it certainly was afterwards. <laughs> Indeed. Um, again, ki- again, kids, if you're still listening... <laughs> Go get help. Uh, go and go and go and check that special drawer that belongs to your mum that you're not allowed to get into, and ask her about a special glowing finger that she has. Um, but there's a whole wider Tumble family, of course. There's Lord Tumble that owns the manor house. Yeah. There's Aunt Polly. There's Grandad Tumble. Mm. Do you think it's like Aunt Polly is like you know like? You hear these stories of people who say, oh, I always thought she was my aunt, but it turned out it was my mother. Yes. I, I do know somebody who, who who was in that situation. But again, it's 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 uh, Justin's kind of weekend activity, isn't it? He becomes Aunt Polly when he goes to certain clubs. Yeah. Um, no, I'm not, not, I'm not kink-shaming. I just think he needs to be more open about it. <laughs> This aspect of his personality. Well, do you think when he's... Because if this is all in his head and these are all different characters that dictate his persona any one time whilst he's being, you know, in the real world as Justin, mm. that, that he becomes the Aunt Polly persona yeah. of a weekend. and Yeah, I, he's off to, um, off to fetish clubs, basically. Fair play to him. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, he's, do you he's think got he, his magic finger. Do you think he has kind of like a load of NDAs, non-disclosure agreements stuffed down his bra that makes everyone sign beforehand? <laughs> maybe, maybe it's the people he meets at those clubs and that's why he's so consistently on TV. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe it's just, maybe it's just, I mean, you know, these be all those jokes, didn't they? On on telly about the BBC Canteen. Maybe that's what the BBC. Maybe that was a euphemism. The BBC Canteen was actually the name of a club. Yes, uh, it's uh... that Wogan yes. and everyone would always make uh, you know jokes about who they saw down the BBC Canteen. Well, that would make sense, Wogan. I mean, he's a, he's another Wig fan, isn't he? So yeah, he can't lie about the dead. Um, the, yeah, um... the the big nods. <laughs> Um, so Chef Tumble, uh, Mr. Tumble has inexplicably got outside catering for a tea party to which he's the only person there. Yep, and he invites a racist interpretation of a Frenchman. <laughs> he does. What I don't get is there's Chef Tumble and Baker Tumble in Mr. Tumble. Mm. They're not in this episode. And I don't understand why the, the, the two seem very interchangeable. Yeah. And it seems mad that you would create two separate characters that you couldn't just have Chef Tumble as a catch-all for someone that makes food. It's almost like he has limited imagination, unless he's paid by the character. Well, there's, there is always that. Unless he was just thinking of the merchandising. Like you said, always grifting. Always grifting, always, always be closing. It is, it, is the, uh, it is a fine grift. I... <sighs> Are they just an action figures? Yes. There's Mr. Are Tumble action fingers figures. Action fingers. And action fingers, as we've as we've already established. Yeah. Yeah, no, that you can Ugh. get Mr. You can get Mr. Tumble merch. Yeah. I don't I don't want to. Yeah. Um I mean it's just standard slapstick fare with Chef Tumble. Mm. And oh look, it's the same actor. Doing no. two characters, no <laughs> crazy. Um, what I thought then was that uh, I think in the in the context of a lockdown and a pandemic, the the kind of song that they sing at the end somehow felt quite cruel to play to kids at the moment because it talks about all the <laughs> things you can do outside. Yes. Well, is it walk a dog? Yeah, maybe, but you know, avoid crowded places. Read a book? Yeah, that's pretty much all you're going to be doing. Catch a ball? Well, make sure you anti back it afterwards. We could cook, well, not in large groups. No. Or get any access to any food. Yeah, ride a horse. I think you're probably right riding a horse. The there used to be a ho- horse that got into a pub in uh, the town in which I live. Is there? 
Yeah, was it like the um, that Esther Ranson show? That's life, where they'd always have a dog yeah. drinking a pint. Was that the same with the horse? Yeah, the horse used, just used to get in, uh, um, but I believe it was stopped after a while because that was stupid. <laughs> isn't there some, probably some bylaw, isn't there, where you can have a horse in a bar? Yeah, I think so. If you're a freeman of the city, you're allowed to um, have the horse can pull its own pints. <laughs> so long as, well, I think it's so long as the horse can pull its own pints, then it's welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, what I don't get is that you should ride a horse, but then balance C. I've never worked out what that lyric is in that song. No. He um, says, walk a dog, read a book, catch a ball. We could cook, ride a horse, horse, balance C, and then Fishman Tumble says C. I don't know what... I've never worked out what he says. Go to sea? Maybe it's like an advert for the, the, the Navy. That's, I think that's the next stage that this reaches is a, a Mr. Tumble sketch in which he plays every member of the village people. Maybe that's what this is. Maybe that's what he's aiming for. <laughs> he's, he, he was inspired by the village people and that's that's what all these characters are. Well, it's a bit like Thundercats. They're all kind of broad gay stereotypes. Yeah. yeah. I hadn't thought about that with Thundercats before, but you're quite right. Oh yeah, big butch panther. <laughs> yeah, um, little, little twink one. You know, it's a no. That's ruined Thundercats for me. Thanks. Yeah. Can't I no, can't look at my right. Thundercats mug anymore? Yeah, big homophobe. <laughs> um. <laughs> so we cut back to Justin, and we find out he self-published a book called Mister Tumble in the Jungle. Now he's got an entire book. Seven Stories is filled with books, and yet he's chosen yes. his own book. So either he doesn't have the rights to the other books, or he's turned up with his own one, and they've said, "Justin, how about we read like a book kids would know or a famous book?" And he yes. said, "No, I've brought me own." Yeah, I mean, Tumble in the Jungle was the uh, Ali Foreman fight, wasn't it? <laughs> I believe so. I think that was the precursor to it. Yeah. Um, I think that was probably also the porno version of that fight. <laughs> pretty sexual multiple multiple Justins again um, I, I did think it Justin does strike me as the kind of person who would self-publish a book and then go around telling everyone they were a published author though yes I do know a self well a pseudo self-published author and um, he's a he's, he's very much, very much in the wrong in category. I think that's it. I think that's kind of should be. I think you should have to sign sign a certain list if you're going to self publish. Yeah, I think there's a there's a thing, isn't there, when people that used to self publish before the internet could only sell their books through kind of certain shops that would get them on a list. Mm. Because now anyone can self publish or have a yes. blog. It's very hard to keep track of the wrongings. Or a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> or a podcast, indeed, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he's probably the kind of guy that would turn up to a, a writing group and spend the entire time criticising everyone and then take great offence when everyone told him his book was crap. <laughs> As was his uh, dress that he was wearing. <laughs> um, yeah. Then they send the book back to Mr. Tumble, which seemed a really crap present to send him a book about himself. Yeah. And then, but I mean, to be fair, Mr. Tumble seems completely uninterested in it. Mm. And then goes and plays hide and seek with him with himself. Mm. Well, it's a, the labyrinth of his own mind, isn't it? Yeah. Is there anything, I, I mean, it's... It's all sorts of wrong. Something. I mean, you know, it's hearts in the right place, but it, but everything about the the Mister Tumble situation and the character and the familial relationships it seems very confused. It's Justin. That's what it is. Justin is a is a threat, a danger, and an egomaniac. Yeah, I think that's probably what we can what we can safely conclude. Um, and our lawyers could probably defend us on it. No, no, that, that's personal criticism. That's not libelous. It's just, it's just abuse. No, yeah, that's fine. Um, I've got a, I've got a quiz for you. Oh yes, it's kind of like a combination of the prices right slash play cards right. Oh, okay, good, good. So I've got these are all live events themed oh. around children's books slash TV shows. Yes. So I want you to, you can guess the price, but then in the next one you have to guess the price and tell me if it's higher or lower than the previous one. 
Okay. So I'm going to start you off with the Gruffalo, the live stage performance of the Gruffalo. How much for a ticket in the stalls? An adult ticket. I would know. There's no such. There's no differentiation with all these shows because oh. it, it's bums on seats, isn't it? Mm. Fifteen pounds. Twenty-one pounds forty-five pence. Ooh, that's oddly specific. Yeah. So Peppa Pig Live, higher or lower than twenty-one pound forty-five pence? And guess the price. Higher. Higher. Do you guess the price? Twenty-eight pounds. No, twenty-one pound eighty pence. Only uh, a very short short rise there. Uh, next one, Paw Patrol Live, higher or lower than Peppa Pig Live? Lower. How much are you going? Eighteen pounds. Thirty-five pounds for Paw Patrol Live. It's an arena show. What? What? What are they doing? It. What are they doing in Paw that's Patrol? Before, Live? That's before booking fee. It was forty-eight pound by the time he added a booking fee and admin. What are they doing to in that arena show? Is it like Starlight Express? I don't. It looked like it. When have you not seen that? I, I, I get adverts popping off on Facebook from that time. Time to time. No, I'm, I'm still getting adverts that tell me that I've got liver cancer. Oh, all right, that's fine. Uh, you, you, you'll get there eventually when you yeah, cook, yeah. when the cookies catch up with it. Um, no, thirty five pounds. Um, sixty eight pounds to meet the cast. <sighs> Who are essentially puppets? Weird. I mean, they're puppets. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So the tiger who came to tea, higher or lower than Paw Patrol Live? Must be lower. Lower. Your guess price for the tiger who came to tea? Uh, nineteen pounds. Seventeen pound fifty for the tiger who came to tea. Oh, it's not bad. Very reasonable. Uh, the very hungry caterpillar, higher or lower than the tiger who came to tea? It's quite a short story. It doesn't lend itself to a stage show naturally, does it? No, I'm going to go lower. Lower, you going lower? What are you saying for the cat, the very hungry caterpillar? Fifteen pounds. Absolute bargain at thirteen pounds. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, it's very short. And um, finally, CBB's Rainbow Adventure. I don't know what that is. It is. I can explain what it is. It's a touring it production where you that an inf- some sort of inflatable maze where 50 children at a time or people at a time are taken through and meet lots of CBeebies characters. It's on throughout the country, scheduled to be on later in the year. I, it's probably cancelled as we speak, but... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's an official CBeebies production where you meet characters you, as you go in groups of 50 through some sort of maze. It's called the CBeebies Rainbow Adventure. Higher or lower than £13? Higher. £12.50. Oh. So there you go. So that was, uh, oh, I forgot, I nearly forgot before we go, I forgot about the Mr. Tumble fan fiction. Oh, yes, that's, that's what we've all tuned in for. It's short, I will say this, it, this is short. There, there was another one I found, but for a variety of reasons, even though this is a podcast and we're probably bound by very few rules, they no. was all sorts of offensive. <laughs> Not just in the sexual language keep... used, but just in the general language it used. If you Google Mr. Tumble fan fiction, it's the first one that comes out uh, up, and it is not in any way okay. This one's kind right. of... I mean, this one's not okay, because someone's actually had these thoughts and put them down on, on the internet. But, you know... Um, this is called Mr. Tumble XU slash Smut. Um, I think this is supposed to be a longer thing because it, it suggested there was going to be chapters. So this chapter is called Spotty. There were no more chapters after this. Um, it's by oh, I've just read the opening line of the one you're talking about. Yeah, that's that's. I didn't even click to open it to be honest when I saw what when I saw some of the opening and it no. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. So safe search on, folks. So this is the one we've got. This is Spotty by Like Water. It's uh, it says uh. As you walk into Mr. Tumble's countryside mansion, it's like in a create-your-own-adventure story, almost. Yes. You see in the distance Mr. Tumble and his great-aunt drinking tea. Mr. Tumble scans the field to meet with your eyes. He sets down his cup of tea and walks slowly over to you. Seems a bit rude just to leave his aunt there, but fair enough. Mm. As he walks over to you, you see he's hiding something behind his back. Ooh. It was a bag a colourful spotted bag which would hang from your shoulder. Mr. Tumble had winked at you and reached into the bag for something. 
Now, it moves on very quickly, the story at this point. He had grabbed out a spotted dildo and butt plug. Your eyes oh. widen and you squeal in excitement. Not the only thing that's going to widen. No. You run inside the mansion, so they're going in Lord Tumble's house. Mm. I mean, I, I think, you know, from a... I'm not sure how much this person knows about Mr. Tumble that they think that he'd be in the mansion. Unless yeah. Mr. Tumble's away, Lord Tumble's away and he's looking after it, we don't know. That could be well, a sub, an unexplored subplot that, that might have um, led to, us to this point that, that it isn't written down. Anyway, you run, you run inside of the mansion into the room. <laughs> you fall onto the bed and undress yourself. Seems a bit back. You do one before the other, I would guess. Yeah, you're making life more difficult than it needs to be. <laughs> exactly. Mr. Tumble, walk in. <laughs> I have to build myself up to this next line. Naked with his penis hanging out. <laughs> but is it is it otherwise hidden when he's naked? Well, yeah. Um, your anus begins to become tingly and he jumps on top of you. <laughs> Oh, the internet. Um, <laughs> this this, this it's weirdly specific, which makes me think this person probably knows Justin more, or Mr. Tumble. Oh, okay. Yeah. You reach your hand forward and touch his brown caramel lip. <laughs> wow, that is oddly. That is very oddly specific. <laughs> you know. He sucks. He sucks onto your lips. Like. Okay, so that, that sentence needs a lot of dissection. Sucks onto. So so does he start from a distance away? Start, 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 start sucking until he gets there, like a kind of uh, erotic hoover. <laughs> like the Nunu and Teletubbies. Yes, t- tubby custard everywhere. <laughs> um, without warning, now this seems rude, he thrusts into you and you scream in plain and pleasure. And that's that's the end of the story. Pain and pleasure. <laughs> I know, that's what I thought. It's not, it's not. That's I not mean, okay. That's, that's not, that's not okay. very much not okay. I mean, no, bad, part, Justin. Um, there are some comments on this. Um, so, right, there's a lot of pe- the, the The worrying thing is uh, people have written, the Starling writes, when I was five, I had a crush on Mr. Tumble, which is worrying that they've now found this uh, story. Um mm. It says, uh, continue this. I need more. Please continue this. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's a market. I mean, you know, like you said, Mr. Tumble always, well, Justin always on, always grifting. There's a market yeah, yeah. out there. For erotic, erotic spotty bag. Fiction. Which is what um, it calls his uh, net this spotty bag. My favourite comment on the whole thing is, I'm in the middle of college. Friend says to me, I wonder if this Mr. Tumble fanfic me searches internet and finds this straight away. Yeah. So that was Mr. Tumble. Yeah. Worrying times he's, indeed. He's a threat and a danger to us all. Yes. And um, he will kill again. Yeah, indeed. And when uh, I think is given that all that's going to exist after the uh, pandemic apocalypse is CBBS. Mm. His 1.5 million net worth is safe, and so he will enslave us all. Yeah, it's going to be like um, basically what post post coronavirus there will be uh, Mr. Tumble, and he will have a Thunderdome. Yeah, and we'll all. Did you, did you see that thing on Twitter the other day about the episode of Doctors where the woman saw everybody as Joe Pasquale? Yes, I did. Ah, uh, we'll all be forced to dress up as Mr. Tumble. Mm. There'll be one type well, of clothing, a bit like you know in China where they had the Mao Zedong kind of yeah. uniform, and everyone wore the same clothes. It'll be that, but Mister Tumble. But you've got different iterations of Justin. Maybe if we're going to paint an optimistic version of the future, well, true. They could have the option to dress as all, all the all what we're saying. All the all the women dressed as Aunt Polly. Yeah. Children, Mister Tumble. All the generation, if they survive, Grandad Tumble. Yeah. Yeah. Politicians, well, Lord Tumble. It's yeah, it's right. It's, it sorts itself, doesn't it? It's a, yeah, it's a it perfect is. way to kind of sort out, you know, the various layers of, of uh, society after Mister Tumbles uh, takes over. It's the logical extension of uh, India's caste system. <laughs> yeah, very much so. And on that note, that was Mister <laughs> Tumble and something special. Um, we'll be back in a couple of weeks um, to look at in the night garden. 
So if you thought yeah. this was dark, just you wait. For the moment, it is goodbye from me and goodbye from James. Stay, stay safe in your isolation. <laughs>